This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Dun, 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 dun. Bacon Sale, Bacon Sale. All the world's waiting for you and the discussions that you have in your satin tights, fighting for our rights and the old red, white, and blue. Is that it? Wait, do you have more? Bacon Sale. I think we should just let them keep going. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we have a special guest today. Yay! <laughs> Jacob, we like, we like to thank our guest audience today. Yes. Oh, Jay, Jacob. Uh, Do- uh, Matt Woolley. Dr. Matt Woolley. I Doctor. was going to introduce you, oh, okay. but you just do whatever you're going to do. Know, you were looking at me funny, so I thought... Yeah, oh, Dr. Matt is here with us today because we always like to have Dr. Matt in the show. Always enjoy him having I love, him here. I love being here. And Kim I mean, was already here for his therapy session, so we decided to just <laughs> you make him to a show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little tired from it, but it worked out. Exactly. Yeah. But we, had, we do have a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, but we do want to say thank you to everyone who listened to our last show. We have gotten some people who submitted some high school movies that they wanted us to tier, and we have tiered them, and it's it's been fun. And they did mention one. They did mention Footloose, and I thought, why didn't we do Footloose? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. No, you brought it up fact. and put it down, didn't you? Well, no, that I I don't remember because it was the list dancing, ever. right? Like there was a focus on. That's what they said on the um, yeah. when they said it today. But and in the end, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's our theme song, and we didn't even tear it. And it it's not a supernatural movie. It gets, it's not it like gets its own show. That's why. Uh, well, dancing high school movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. what are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, guys, it's time for Wonder Woman. Dun, 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 here we go Wonder again. Her time is here. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's why we got Dr. Matt here. He is our <laughs> local expert on Wonder Woman. <laughs> For some reason, that sounds weird. <laughs> well, no. if, if you guys remember, what was the last year? Yeah, we had the Psychology yeah. of Superheroes Part 1 yeah. and 2. Oh, and yeah. we talked all about, well, kind of like the A-list superheroes. We didn't really get to the B-list, really. Not my faves. No, no we, we didn't get there. to my faves. Yeah, we didn't get to your faves. So a lot of the Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. So basically... No, we back talked in episode 57. 57? Well, 57 and I think 56 too. We talked for a few minutes about Wonder Woman and basically her creation and, and kind of how that right. you we, know, really affected the dynamic. We, we dedicated a whole seven minutes to Wonder Woman during, really? okay. during the two episodes we did the Psychology of Superheroes. All right. But it was really cool, really <laughs> insightful. I did want to talk about it a little bit more based yeah. on who created her and we're going to get into that. And then also we will have a review at the end of the show. I think we're going spoiler-free and spoiler-full. Yeah. The, yeah. And so if you haven't seen the movie, that's fine, because we're not going to talk about it for a while. And when we do talk about it, we'll warn you well, before we spoil it. We're just going to read this copy of 1981. Uh, you know, actually, hand that over here. So actually, by the way, so we come over, and there are comics on the table. <laughs> yep, you can yeah. hear them. Yeah, I got some comics out. that one in half. <laughs> You're not supposed <laughs> to do that, Jake. It's just the Dang plastic. It. Yeah, that was my kid's college fun. Um <laughs> Chaos reigns as Cobra battles Wonder Woman. It's a G.I. Joe crossover? March number 277. <laughs> it should be, but it's not. Yeah, 1981. It's classic. Wow. This no, is I, cool. I did, I did get a few there. We got a few comics there for you. And not only are you bragging about your Wonder Woman and Batman comics, but you also mm-hmm. have a few first edition Star Wars comics. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So so go ahead. Come on. You can pick them up. Do, uh, don't rip them don't like you did like the that. last one. No, I'm just kidding. So I, Ooh. yeah, I have, I have a, uh, so for the comic aficionados out there, if you're into collecting uh, Star Wars comics by wow. Marvel. This is old. 1977, the first the first run, the first printing, they charged 30 cents for them, which was standard for the and day. It says that they're on the cover. It says it on the cover. And so if you're out in the market, they're, most of the ones you'll find say 35 cents. And those are second and beyond printing because they sold so well, they added a nickel to the price. So if you really want to collect... 
the it, original first Jake, printing put them in your Star bag. Wars. You're up to, Jake, pay up to 35 cents. Jake, put them in your bag yeah. right now. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. It's worth Shh. a whole dollar now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, have a, we have a, but those are some of my favorite. Yeah, I, I love the the Star Wars covers. Yeah, uh, mostly because Chewbacca looks like a giant monkey. I was just gonna say that he looks yeah. crazy. He doesn't. And look, yeah, pick up pick up the, Mark the number Burnett one right now? there. The number one Star Wars. It's your t- it's a this snake to bite. Yeah, there you go. And what color is Luke's lightsaber? Uh, red. Red. It's red. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Almost an that orange right. red. So so the 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 backstory on that is is there wasn't a whole lot of or any canon about all hmm. this sort of stuff, and so artists uh, were given a lot of freedom with the Star Wars universe, and so the original you know. Uh, Marvel printing put Luke with a red lightsaber and they it thought looks that looked cooler. It looks like Darth Vader's yeah. helmet is green. It's green. It has a very green tint. Yeah. It's mostly green. Yeah. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. So here we are talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Wonder Woman because Indeed. as we all, uh, as we learned on the last show, uh, Dr. Matt is an expert in the field of Wonder Woman <laughs> and uh, and the creators of Wonder Woman. I mean, I, especially you know, the Linda Carter it's, version. It's the tiara, <laughs> <you> really. <laughs> well, and Dr. Matt, we, we didn't really, we didn't really mention fascination. If you haven't listened to any of their shows with Dr. Matt, he is a clinical psychologist um, here yeah. in uh, the state of Utah. Yeah. And he talks about comics a lot with the with the with the patients that he works with yeah um so i'm i'm a i'm a professor clinical professor at the university of utah but mostly seeing patients i do some teaching some supervision research sort of things and i have a private practice in town as well in salt lake and at the university mostly i see uh people from about the ages of 10 through their early 20s and a lot of that has to do with developmental issues and a lot of our development is reflected in our entertainment. So go back to Freud and Jung and a lot of the early psychoanalysts recognized that the uh, the books and the art and all the characters that we create are really projections of a lot of our human needs. So basic storytelling like mythology relies on archetypes. And that's not basic in the sense that it's unsophisticated. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite psychologically sophisticated because that is a projection of some of those basic needs that we have to be the hero or maybe to be the, the, uh, the villain friend would, or would be the villain. to be the villain. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I, that should be my mantra. I think I should make that my mantra. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know, I'm, it's I'm my smiling because I'm a man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's, I'm a, it's my woo mantra. I think because that was it's all about burn. Wonder Woman today. Dr. Matt, this is why I bring you on the show because you just made our show sound sophisticated, <laughs> and, and for the past couple episodes, we've Quick, really Jacob, ruined our reputation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And well, so at least nobody can see my Wonder Woman under it, so it's, it sounds <laughs> right. Well, if you need to wear them on your head, we couldn't see them either. There but. you go. <laughs> All right, so let's break it down, though. I want to talk about... <laughs> Wonder Woman, <laughs> which is going to happen all show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so let's talk about Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah, let's go to the history first, right? Yeah. Because we talked about it briefly in the last show, uh, how she was invented by some psychologists. That's correct. And yeah. so I was going to see if you can get more into that, uh, since we didn't have a lot of yeah, time last that's time. that's about all I know. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's everyone. go. It's really more, the movie. It's more of a strong rumor <laughs> than fact. Yeah. I think maybe backing up just a little bit before Wonder Woman... And that is that in 1939 was was Superman number one, mm-hmm. right? With that came kind of this major focus on comics. It was a new entertainment medium at that level. Obviously, comic type books had been put out before that, but it, this superhero comic became something that was kind of uh, new and un- unknown and unseen, and so therefore a little scary. We had the comic book Senate hearings about whether comics were... Communists, probably. Well, that and <laughs> ruining the youth of America, you know, filling their heads with trash and nonsense because we weren't reading anymore. We were reading comics instead of uh, 
um, you know, the classics. But but at least the kids were reading then. Well, actually, <laughs> we won't get into this, but um, modern research shows that kids who grow up reading comics have a more sophisticated understanding of language and and how how stories are written and are much more likely to read novels as adults. Yeah. There you go. Graphic novels? Uh, <laughs> or just course. all novels. With pictures. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. How but, can but you read Superman, this? There's no pictures of, in it. One of the reasons that Superman and comics in general started to be embraced is because there was this recognition that he is this hero archetype, and he's a good role model. He's he's kind of an unsophisticated superhero, if you want to know the truth. He's just basically moral. He's here to save us. He's a Christ figure that kids can look up to and emulate, and he always tries to choose the right and that sort of thing, right? Right. And but very much uh, a manly man, especially if you look at the early portrayals of Superman as very mm-hmm. stereotypically 1930s, 1940s definition. Burly, huge. Yes. Right? Yeah. Not really even that young, kind of an older, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the man you might want to emulate, kind of like a, a better version of your dad. Okay. Right. Uh, sorry, dad. Um, <laughs> my dad's illiterate. He can't listen to podcasts. No, um, I mean, how does that work? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. He just doesn't care. At the same time was this discussion of development and childhood. And it's so important for kids to have role models and how to pattern their identity. This is the same time when all you psychology nerds were knowing that Eric Erickson's work was starting to come to the forefront on identity development and all of that. And so two psychologists, um, uh, William Marston, and Elizabeth Marsden. Anyway, they were talking about, well, what if we created, because this Superman's having such an impact, Mm -hmm. but he's so, you know, there's such a divide between males and females. We felt like, well, let's have a female uh, hero, but what would that look like? What would a female heroine look like? And really to understand and appreciate Wonder Woman today, I think you have to understand like the time when she came. This is even before the 1950s when you had very stereotypical male-female roles, right? Right, right. And so in, the, in 1941, when uh, Wonder Woman debuted, women's roles were very much domestic, and that's it. Most women didn't go to college. That was what was expected. That was the ideal. And Marston couple, they decided, you know what? What if we created a woman that was a modern woman? They were trying to seek into the future. Like, what would that look like? In fact, he has a great quote where he said, Wonder Woman is psychological propaganda for the new type of woman who should, I believe, rule the world. Okay. So it wasn't just like a, hey, what are you Beyonce, doing this weekend? Song no, no, yeah. I knew you were going to bring up Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That works for everything. What a crossover there. But I mean, the idea was, this was psychological propaganda. This was, we want to change the world in gender stereotypes. And we want to promote the idea of a strong, capable woman who was also the embodiment of the traditional female character roles. So feminine, beautiful, soft, kind, loving, generous. Cheerful, brave, clean, reverent. Yeah, I think so. And um, and that was, well, I mean, he says, um, well, if I don't, let me read something real quick. He, he said, not even girls want to be girls so long as our feminine archetypes lack force, strength, and power. So that was his idea there. You know, girls don't even want to embrace being a girl anymore because it's not powerful anymore. And he said the obvious um, remedy is to create a feminine character with all the strength of Superman plus all the allure of a good and beautiful woman. So the idea was to make a, a multidimensional character that's 
beyond Superman. Superman was just stereotypical in many ways. And Even was, then? Yeah. Well, I mean, for the time, it, that was embraced. But it, 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 um, you notice that if you look at which superheroes are considered the most popular by decade, I think by the 1960s, Superman had dropped out of number one, so within 20 years. And anybody know number one? And has pretty much been number one since? Batman. Batman. Yeah, why do you think? Because he's, he's us. He's human. Right. He's a little bit because twisted. Because he's Batman. <laughs> and he's Batman. Yeah, because he's going to kick well, you. Is, isn't that funny that like we had these idealized versions of ourselves, maybe because it was wartime, and we all felt like we needed mm-hmm. to be strong maybe in the 40s. Right. That What's Superman stuff, you 36-year-old? We, we, well, I'm a time traveler. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, but, but back then, they needed to picture themselves as the idealized version, the Uber right. man, if you will. And there really was a very delineated... I think Uberman was a very popular German comic. Of, of, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> of good versus evil. Right. Yeah. And whether it was right or wrong, the propaganda was the good people are up against the evil regime. And if you really look at the buildup of the Nazis in the 30s and early 40s, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was unthinkable that anyone would be able to stop them. Okay. They were right. unbelievably technologically advanced, motivated, organized, and it took something like a very strong character in a group and embodied in this Superman character to kind of fight evil. So he had to be purely good. But Wonder Woman, they wanted to be purely good like Superman, but go beyond that on the gender part and have her embody not just all the great qualities of what it meant to be a woman, but also to be strong and powerful, to be both. Yeah. So, so what was the critic response at the time? I mean, was she received pretty well or how did that go? Yes, actually. So right away was given, uh, she came in, uh, it was All-Star Comics number eight, December 1941. And it was, uh, it was a big hit right away. And uh, I think by 1942, the very next year, she had her very own um, publication. Yeah. Huh. And she's been uh, constantly published with only a brief hiatus in 1986. Since that time. What happened Which in 1986? You know, it's the Reaganomics. I don't know. So. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Obama. Probably something to do with Prince and David Bowie not getting along. I don't know. It was the 80s. Baby. It was probably that. <laughs> I, I thought this was interesting, though. I, like, I was just doing some research myself uh, about it because I didn't really know that much about it. But I like, uh, first of all, we, we talked about this on the previous show, how uh, William Marston actually invented the polygraph. Right, yeah. Which kind of ties into the fact that Lasso of Truth makes more sense now. Oh, yeah, very much he did that on purpose. Yeah. So that was his contribution, kind of a wink-wink. And he said he wanted to create a superhero, one who would triumph not with fists or firepower, but with love. Mm-hmm. And then his wife said, right. fine, but make her a woman. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought, that's a funny little quote there. Yeah. And then also, I, you know, I was going to ask, do you think that uh, girls weren't relating to Superman at the time, that they couldn't right. have a hero, even though it wasn't the same gender. I mean, were girls well, even reading comics at the time? I mean, uh, I don't know to what degree girls read comics at the time, but girls were encouraged. I mean, this is a time when in just regular, you know, everywhere girls wore skirts. Mm-hmm. They were the ideal that was taught to them at home and school. And even community. for decades following. Yeah, even for decades following was... A domestic role is what you should aspire to. Right. That was that was the ideal. That was what a woman should be. And so I doubt many women were reading a lot of comics at that time, and there really weren't characters that were promoting anything other than that stereotype in comics. Well, I guess it brings up the question that I was going to say is, you know, a lot of the, the people that come into you, uh, do you find that 
they need a role model or a hero of the same gender as them? Or do you think men can find traits that they can admire in Wonder Woman or that girls can find traits they admire in Superman or Batman? Oh, people certainly can. Um, but do they is my question. Is well, I mean, I think we relate to, to, to characters that are more, mo- most like us or most like what we want to be. We often project our interest into things that are either like us or the, the traits that we wish we had. Interestingly enough, I, I have been just anecdotally um, interested and surprised by with this movie, the Wonder Woman movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And it isn't a joke. Like, actually, I do talk quite often with kids about anything that can spark their interest in their own identity. And, you know, it's actually, a, you know, when you got it, I mean, let's face it, like nobody wants to go to therapy anyway. But like, like what 10 year olds like? Hey mom, I, what are you doing? Can you take me to therapy? Like they're always <laughs> yeah. being drug in by their parents. Like sure. you're in trouble, you got to go see Doctor Matt. Um, <laughs> so you're the dentist. That's basically. basically. Yeah. yeah, that's what my mom normally says to me. Actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. that'll be another show. We're yeah. bringing Jake in for his okay. own show. Yeah, we'll put him on the couch. Yeah, it's going to cost um, us a lot of money, so it better be worth it. <laughs> so you got to come up with ways of getting getting kids in, engaged, and and you want to do that in a therapeutic way. One interesting question for kids that like, you know, the kid comes in wearing a guardians of the galaxy t-shirt or something. And you start talking about, Hey, superpowers. What, what superpower would you like? So we, there are a lot of applications of, of archetypes, heroes, journeys, superheroes, Mm -hmm. mythology that can delve into that inner psyche of a child adolescent. But I've been interested by the fact that I've noticed quite a few kids who will come in and say, Hey Matt, have you seen, the trailer for the new Wonder Woman and talking about how cool it is and how excited they are. And these are little boys mm-hmm. with no mention of, but she's a girl or actually just being just as excited about that as they are Spider-Man homecoming. Right. And so I do think that we're at a point now where maybe Marsden's hope and dream has started to come true where, you know, Wonder Woman has not only played a role of being a role model for little girls, to be strong and powerful and independent, but also feminine mm-hmm. and loving and kind. But boys are also benefiting from that too. So I think the crossover and okay. girls, I think for a long time when there was much more of a feminine revolution and girls have started to over the decades more and more enjoy and benefit from having these role models that are boys, mm-hmm. you know, in superheroes. But now there are a lot more like my daughter loves Black Widow. Mm-hmm. A little scared about that, but no, <laughs> sure. I, mean, <laughs> um, I come a do, Russian spy, huh? Yeah. Be a Russian spy, father. Yeah, you got to pick a career. So, right. yeah. um, <laughs> but you know, there are a lot of good female role models that are strong and powerful now as well. But I imagine, especially you know, back in the day, that it was like, hey, we want to create a comic book that has this you know female protagonist. And it was going to, it may have made the comic book publishers a little weird. Like, I don't know if we have an audience for that. Well, my understanding is that it took a little bit of of doing Mm -hmm. to get anybody to really invest in this idea of Marsden. And I have a a quote from Marsden. Apparently he said about the male readers, give them an alluring woman stronger than themselves to submit to, and they'll be proud to become her willing slaves. Would you like me to explain the background on that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've seen Gal Gadot, so I don't really need an explanation. (laughs) Willing slave number one. and check. No, it's it's funny. Actually, Marston was a huge pioneer for this. In fact, even people that followed him with the Wonder Woman run Mm -hmm. really kind of ruined that. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm actually surprised Mm -hmm. he was able to either predict or even craft uh, that mentality. Because the agenda really worked. In fact, like because of the success of Wonder Woman, they created a series called the Wonder Woman of, of History. 
And it had like just stories of heroic women. And it was like Susan B. Anthony, Joan of Arc, Sacagawea, yeah. Millie Earhart. And they were like 57 Did issues. Did you say Yeah, Sacagawea. Is that like Bigfoot? I just put the wrong emphasis on that. Sacagawea. Sacagawea. Okay. Bigfoot's wife. (laughs) But, you know, Helen Keller, Madame Curie. And basically, I mean, these series were very, very popular. And I'm just so surprised because I look at everything through my scope of back then everyone was racist and bigots. Right? (laughs) But they actually did very, very well. Yeah. But the creators who took over Wonder Woman after, After, they kind of ruined it. Did you guys look this up at all? No, I didn't. So basically... She was sent to live with the Wonder family, mm-hmm. which is like Wonder Girl. Uh, it was also Wonder Dot, who is her young daughter. Or Wonder Tot, sorry. Wonder Dot. Wonder Tot. Wonder Dot. That, that's Wacko. That's right. Wacko and Yakko and Dot. And Grandma. So it's Wonder fa- Family. Yeah, Wonder no, seriously. And, and it was, became re- very domestic after that. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't read any of In those, the satin so. tights, fighting for our rights. <laughs> That's just right she before was, 1986 when it went off for a little while, I think. So, <laughs> so no, this is it, like in the 40s after. Yeah, and it yeah. took him maybe 20 years for her to kind of come back to be the warrior that she was. Yeah, I think, I think if you understand the history of comic books, you are also understanding the history of a lot of our culture in America. Well, I mean, and the struggles and battles that we had. So we had this strong population of people in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s that were wanting something different. They wanted a cultural revolution. We see that in the 1960s with Equal Rights Amendment and sure. lots of other things. So maybe the and, 50s and being very Pleasantville-esque. Well, were, I think that's a lie. I think, oh, still I think, bring up Pleasantville. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I, back I, to the future. I think that at the same time, you had other forces that were trying to repress the change and the progress. So that's why we had... Marvel Comics. You know, <laughs> that's oh, 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 well done. <laughs> That's why we had the Wonder Family, apparently, right. the Wonder Bread Family. But we had, um, we had the Batman Family, too. Yeah, but the Bat Family is different because they're all ninjas. Well, what I find interesting, too, is like I love origin stories. I actually I read the 70, 75th anniversary of Superman a while back and learned about how his history changed. Like They kind of put him in. They just basically said, here's a superhero. And right. it wasn't until like issues later they finally said, oh, and here's his backstory. Here's his, yeah, origin. And it kind of happened the same with Wonder Woman, where they kind of put her in a situation. Yeah. And it wasn't until like an issue or two later they suddenly went... Uh, she's an Amazonian, which, right. barring from Greek mythology, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and that, I think, there wasn't so much, at, at the time it was, there was less interest in the in-depth analysis of our characters. We love it now, we eat it up, we have right. so many outlets for entertainment. There's encyclopedias fan out there. Yeah, fan, all that stuff. And I think back then it was, you know, I think that was their intent, was to model her af- after a strong you know, character, and that was the you know the Greek mythology, which right. I just learned. And for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know until last episode when, oh. when we did the superhero episode, that the Amazons had nothing to do with Brazil, right? And that uh, all of a sudden I went, oh my gosh, it's totally Greek mythology. And the Amazons were a tribe of women warriors who were brutal and aggressive, and their main concern in life was war. Yeah, which absolutely they kept yeah. men for breeding purposes. They did. Well, in, in some versions, they actually have a whole other island, uh, the right. Gargarians, and they go and visit the Gargarians once a year to then keep their race Play going. board games. And yeah, yeah. Read scriptures. Square dance. <laughs> stuff like that. But I just find it so interesting that they use mythology, like especially Greek, right. Greek mythology, in comic books, because yes, they're based off mythological characters and the, these super people. Yeah. yeah. But like to directly just say, oh, it's Zeus. It's well, except for, it's funny. Too, well, yeah. originally the island that they lived on was called just Paradise Island. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, and this is just me, I feel like that's Moulton saying, uh, or not Moulton, Marston saying, you know, that'd be Paradise Island having an island full of women. <laughs> that's paradise. Well, well actually it, it was based off it wasn't, of... It wasn't turned to the mascara. 
Right, the mascara. <laughs> I call it the mascara. Not the mascara. <laughs> but actually, so this whole island was, the Paradise Island was based off women who were either abused or murdered. The souls went to this island. And okay. those those were the I, Amazons. Right. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of depth yeah. there, actually. Oh, yeah. No, it is one of the first origin stories that really just directly capitalizes on mythology. Mm-hmm. And people who are mythologists and into mythology um, in the past, I don't know what the argument is anymore nowadays, kind of put down comics and superheroes because they were like, well, there are these unsophisticated, like, you know, very simplistic forms of mythological characters. Because if you look at the the Greek gods, they're, they're much more complex sure. than our typical superheroes There's are. There's always moral and everything. Yeah, yeah, but, and, you know, uh, kind of you have the, the good, the bad, and the in-between, right? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman was capitalizing on the fact that, no, she not only has this specific origin story, but her general origin is very godlike. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a she's from that genre. And that's one thing, and this isn't jumping too far ahead, because we're going to be talking about the movie soon enough, but I feel like in Batman v Superman, for those of, you know, people who've been living on Rocket didn't know who Wonder Woman was. Right. They didn't really explain her powers or what she right. could do. She just kind of showed up. She just kind of like bangs her wrists together and then yeah, things and explode. In that terrible, awful, lousy movie. I don't think that's it. Every time Watch your mouth. What do you say? In that in that awful excuse for a movie, Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> yeah. um, the show is over. I'll cut that out. What did she do, though? Like, she just showed up. There wasn't any background. You, you know, if you were... She made a splash. Well, she not only made a splash, but didn't she... She like, saved the day. Brought, she saved the day. She brought them together. She was the uniting yeah. force. I thought she was with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm being funny <laughs> in a DC movie. Uh, <laughs> Let's tell jokes the whole time. Right. Let's just turn this into a bashing Batman v Superman right. episode. What I'm saying, I, I mean, this is what I'm saying, is that DC and Marvel need to come together in the middle and find that right balance of... No, that happened in the 90s and enjoy, it did not work of, out well. Of, of enjoying DC versus Marvel while making it was, a serious movie. It was an atrocity. <laughs> so... I think I think she was the saving factor in the Batman versus right. Superman. But her movie. powers have been ambiguous, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. but that's the thing. I mean, we think about Superman, and from way back when, or you've seen multiple TV shows or movies, you know that he came on a spaceship as a baby from Krypton that was just destroyed, raised right. by the Kents. That's his story. Batman, you think of him, you think of his parents getting shot in the alley, him seeking justice the rest of his life. Have they ever shown that in a movie? I know. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but Wonder Woman, you kind of go, huh. Right, Amazons, a lot, a lot of, a lot of women. Well, like, it's kind of weird that you never really think. I think I mean, we the, don't really think of her origin all that much. Well, because there's not I, a compelling origin like it, that. Well, it's, that's the thing is, it's not like she had some sort of tragedy. Yeah, her planet wasn't destroyed. Her parents didn't die. She was just chosen as a representative of the Amazonians to come and be our. Well, hero. she had to win the challenge as well. Yeah, right. and there are a few different origins that she we was could on draw American from. Gladiators, and she got in there. But I'm not sure she's following like the regular hero archetype here. Would you say, Doctor Matt? In, in what sense? Like that, you know, she's not an orphan in that sense. The tragedy part. Yeah, right. where's the tragedy? Yeah. I would actually say she is like the precursor to any Disney movie now because there's so much feminine power. For okay. example, she's the princess that was protected and not allowed to leave the island. And she then joins the competition in disguise. <gasps> she's Rapunzel. She's Rapunzel. She's Merida. She's everybody. And she is able to leave the island and save mankind. Well, and I think, I think to your point, I think that... Um, it's like she's a gift to the people. So she, she isn't born out of tragedy. And even Superman originally was just kind of, he showed up, right? right? Right. He was kind of this gift to save us, a godlike feat, you know, demigod that would, would, would 
save mankind. But uh, she's a little bit like that, but with more, with less trauma and more kind of yeah. Greek well, godlike ability. Looking at her abilities here, because she has superhuman strength, speed, mm-hmm. durability, reflexes, and longevity. Apparently has flight, which that has come and gone depending on which incarnation we're going with right. here. Uh, master hand-to-hand com- combatant and utilizes the, la- the lasso of truth, indestructible bracelets, boomerang tiara, sword, and shield. Right. Which is funny because she's, she's almost jet. like yeah, the invisible jet. She's almost like Superman with gadgets or right. armor. Yeah, yeah. Or weapons. And she's a warrior. Yeah. Right. She's a warrior. She's trained in all of that, you know, hand to hand combat. But she's very comparable in powers. I mean, she doesn't have heat vision. She doesn't well, does have, she freeze have breath. Did she have all of these from the beginning though? I mean, or there's is there an evolution? They, they've like, added you know, a the, few. Is the Linda Carter version to like did that add things that hadn't been there before and now are Well we she had the invisible more? jet of which they kind of just made yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, that, you I know, that, that was uh, Super Friends, you know. Yeah. Super Friends, I think, was the invention of the Invisible Jet is when that showed up, right? Huh. And we all know how canon Super Friends is. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Where's I the think, Wonder Twins movie, I for think, Pete's sake? I think the worst Super Friends episode was better than that Batman versus Superman. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> We're having an entire show on this, Matt. Anyway, I'm not even calling you doctor. <laughs> so, oh, you're in trouble Dang now. <laughs> so we have That's Wonder deep. Woman hitting the market in the 40s, gaining mm-hmm. popularity. We had Superman hitting about in the 40s, late, late 30s, early 40s, mm-hmm. getting popularity. But the Batman got a TV show in the 60s. It was not until 1974 that uh, or 1975 that Super that Wonder Woman got her TV series with well, none other than Linda Carter. Actually, Ooh, yeah. there was a early pilot that they made it was called who's afraid of diana prince that's right right and i've never seen it i've never seen it but they did this blonde wonder woman right yeah they did this weird thing where it was kind of like uh the incredible hulk tv show where one woman played diana prince and another woman played wonder woman oh so she basically turned into someone else and actually i don't hate the casting because linda harrison was meant to play wonder woman she was nova in planet of the apes and i don't know if you remember nova Uh uh-huh oh yeah isn't that a marvel character yeah, apparently now. <laughs> but I, it never really picked up. The yeah. show was uh, meant to be like Batman, really, really campy. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, that's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. yeah. And even the Wonder Woman if you, show. If you find a clip of it online, you will be highly entertained. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. But even Wonder Woman with Linda Carter kind of had a rocky start. Right. Well, it started off with the 1975 uh, series, which was, it, it did some origin, right? And it was in the World War II. World War II, exactly. Right. And they made and a, so, actually it was a TV movie, I think they ended up making that. Exactly. Right? It was a TV movie. And I think that it was well received, but they weren't positive that they could keep going that direction, like keeping her in the past. Well, and it got canceled. And then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And seasons two and three got picked up by CBS and then all of a sudden became. It was an ABC. Yeah. Went to CBS, yes. Right? And then it was in the 70s all of a sudden. Right. And, and I kind of loved it because the whole cast changed except for Linda Carter and uh, Lyle Wagner. He played Steve Trevor in the 40s. Right. And then he played Steve Trevor Jr. Son, in the yeah. 70s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Kind of weird, right? Yeah. That's adorable. I didn't know that. It was Steve Trevor Sr. And then yeah. Steve. I, uh, truth Tre- be told, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to Steve Trevor when I was watching Wonder Woman. I'm no. paying attention to Linda no. Carter. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Who I've said a number of times on the show was probably my first celebrity crush. Oh, uh, you know, I would have to say mine Mine was still Carrie Fisher. But. Uh, from Star Wars. Yeah, of course. But um, but I, I really. I. I kind of obsessively watch. I'll be like, "Oh, Wonder Woman's on." Okay, we'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and as I went back and kind of read up on some of these, I was surprised it was only those three seasons. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. fifty because I think it's almost it sixty made, episodes. 
it's a lot of episodes, but it made a huge impact. And all through the the early to mid eighties, it was regularly rerun on television. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is you know, it only ran from seventy five to seventy nine. Right. I wasn't born until eighty. Okay. And yet, I remember watching this as I don't know a five year old, six year old kid watching the show. Right. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it weird that we all grew up like I didn't have Nick at night or anything. But the fact that we all watched the Batman series, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, all the all these old old shows, but they were just on TV. They're just yeah. reruns on TV. I couldn't I, imagine I anyone knowing anything about a show like Lost. Like that's yeah. not on TV anymore. Well, there's such for a good reason. It's just a different culture. <laughs> well, it's a different culture. There's such a flood of, of right stuff. There's just so much stuff. I think the good stuff still kind of floats to the top. But I remember, you know, like I was born in '71, so by the time I was really fascinated with. Uh, Wonder Woman and Linda Carter. It would, <laughs> you know, it would fascinated. It, it, That's had, it was off word. the air as a new. It was just in reruns. Right, right, yeah. But um, it made a huge impact. Wonder Woman. Everybody knew Wonder Woman. They knew her powers. You know, I mean, well, and, it, and then it it, she lived on in in Super Friends, which was very popular. Yeah, Super Friends was one I really enjoyed too. Yeah. But I remember watching Wonder Woman, and it. I mean, I haven't seen it for a while now. But it wasn't campy like the 1960s Batman. I mean, there obviously was some There camp. wasn't anything more campy than 1960s yeah. Batman. But it was more like she seemed to be taking the role seriously, even right. though the stuff happening around her was kind of ridiculous. Like the invisible jet. Well, that's what makes it work, though, right? I guess so. And uh, Yeah, I, I think it was a nice blend. And it was very mm-hmm. similar to things um, like the the Six Million Dollar Man. Yep. Kind right. of same format. Where there was like some cheese and some silliness to it, but it was still supposed to be a story you took seriously. Well, and I remember, and this is just me just kind of remembering, my, my synapses are firing off right now, but the Spider-Man TV show of, of that oh, same era. Right. Yeah. It was, I mean, looking back, it's horrible, but it's at horrible. the time, it was so cool. I remember yes. seeing the guy walk up along the wall, even though he's obviously being pulled by a rope, yeah, yeah, yeah. and thinking, that looks so cool. Yeah, I totally do. And his, his, <laughs> his webs that were ropes that they would just throw yeah. on people. <laughs> Man. But it, they didn't have special yeah. effects, right. but they did have a very successful yeah. show. And I do feel like Linda Carter is the one who... She tied it all together. She Well, yeah. But I mean, she brought Wonder Woman, I feel, to my generation, to the mm-hmm. mainstream. That her, yeah. her and Super Friends. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, though, that 1978 Superman, the movie, mm-hmm. comes out. Oh, yeah. And it was the first of its kind. The right? best DC oh. movie. Yes. We, we saw a man fly. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were like... I mean, I wonder what the thought process was. I'm not taking that bait. Like they didn't make a, <laughs> they didn't make a Batman movie for ten years after that, over ten years, and then obviously right. no Wonder Woman movie for over thirty or forty. I think that there is still to this day a lot of fear about stories that get greenlit for for major movies. I mean, think about what do you know what the budget is on the new Wonder Woman? Uh, what it's over hundred million, right? Oh, probably well, yeah, over, you know, <laughs> well over, right? So think about greenlighting that show, and even to this day. Uh, 2017. I know. Oh there, wow! What is it? Only 120 million. Okay. And that wow. sounds weird to say only, but I mean, after we were just talking yeah, about it on pir- screen, that's pirates sure. getting 230 million. Oh yeah. Well, and go Green Lantern, another DC one that had 250 million or something. Yeah, that was a waste. Yeah, right. Um, gigantic waste. <laughs> I mean, I think there's still a lot of trepidation about what people are going to connect with, well, and I think they finally kind of come into Wonder Woman has come into that level of mainstream influence. Even though we all, like, there was no kid in 1980 that didn't know everything about Wonder Woman. Right, right. But even even with that being so long ago, I think it's just now that we're finally really fully embracing female characters as legitimate leads. Well, like, even things like Disney's Brave didn't do that well. Sure. But it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you like, Brave? is okay. 
the red yeah. hair and shooting the bow and the cool bear. <laughs> he, just hates, he just hates Pixar. Uh, you hated Batman v yeah. Superman, so I want to agree with you. Yeah, that's show, Matt. So, Brave could kick Batman. Ben Affleck's <laughs> take it easy. All right. Tin can You're butt. Crazy. I haven't seen Brave, cannot, but that's probably true. You cannot defend the tin can bat suit, man. Easily, easily. So, <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing. We talked about how kids don't care that it's a woman, right? Right. right. But for me at this age, I don't know. I am almost hyper. It. Not, <laughs> yes. <laughs> In my situation, I prefer it. I'm like hypersensitive to the fact, and I am like so rooting for this movie because yeah. it, it's a very large budget being given to a female director, right. and Wonder Woman is finally getting a movie, and it's about dang time. And I'm thinking, I almost need this movie to succeed mm. because I think it will set a precedent for other female-led superhero movies, which we are Certainly not seeing could. really from either side. No. I mean, you're seeing characters like Black Widow get more of a central role. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but for 10 years they have flirted and basically lied to everyone saying, yeah, she'll get her own movie someday. Yeah, well, She doesn't need it. She's been a part of so many movies now. Scarlett yeah. Johansson says she'd like it. Well, yeah. well if they make her character more interesting. I mean, I don't well, want a Hawkeye movie either. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. true. Yeah. She looks better in her outfit than Hawkeye anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> but it's just, I just, I feel like, I think both companies, Marvel and mm-hmm. DC, have been doing this race. They led with a few movies like Man of Steel on one side and Iron Man on the other. Yeah. And we're, I'm talking post-Dark Knight. Are we really comparing Iron Man and Man of Steel? I'm talking about the first movies that started out, so why not? Okay. And so... <laughs> or like it's a race. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, who'd win on that one? Oh. And so, yeah. basically... Yeah, let's look at the box office numbers. Okay. And so both movies come Poor out. Ted's getting so bugged. I know. This is ridiculous. So anyways, they both come out and they kind of, they're like, okay, and here's Batman and here's Captain America and stuff. And they're both really, I don't know. Actually, I would say maybe DC probably has the edge on this because even though Suicide Squad is not a good movie, they have Harley Quinn leading it. And right? she, she really was, yeah, the heart of that kind of terrible movie. Yeah. Maybe, right. maybe Academy Award winner, Suicide Squad. Yes. Well, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. You, That's what I meant to say. And so, and then I guess DC is like, you know, uh, it's about time we got to do Wonder Woman. And then so Marvel's like, and we're doing Captain Marvel. It's almost this race to be very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Basically pulling uh, everyone of every I'm still race. waiting for the first Mormon superhero. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah? Because <laughs> I cannot have an idol, a hero, unless they fit exactly Family man. who I am. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, don't hold your Yeah, breath. keep waiting. Right. But it's Mormon inter- man! It's interesting that, they, I mean, it's basically taking them a while. Where It's just now happening. Well, I think that, you know, I really do think 10 years ago, when I was still talking about superheroes with kids this age, I don't know that I would have had the same excitement from boys who are 10, 11, 12, 13, and not mentioning the gender, just being excited how great the movie looks. Right. And and it the previews, the the trailers, haven't have just really focused on her. I mean, it shows some of the other characters, but she is clearly the central mm-hmm. character. It's not she, like she's sharing the spotlight. Right. right. And, and I don't even, yeah, I think even, I mean, this is just speculation, but 10 years ago, I think I would have had few boys, if any, mentioned that they really thought it was cool. And, and they probably would have mentioned, you know, the gender. But well, that's yeah, not they've the, also had in, 10 years of pretty solid superhero movies. Right. Except, and I, right. also, I also bring this up because this is something I think Kent knows. And, uh, 
but is that 10 years ago? Uh, well, 2005, so 12 years ago. Oh, no, here we go. Um, I know what's coming. Well, Joss Whedon was, oh, okay, that. was tagged to write the script. Mm-hmm. And for Wonder so, Woman? For Wonder Woman. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he, he was tagged to do it. He was... Uh, Wasn't he tagged to do everything and then he kind of crapped out? Well, he yeah. was... He actually, <laughs> That's his, basically his life. <laughs> this is... He was doing Serenity at the time, and so he did not begin the screenplay till later. Do you want to get... I'll be really unpopular for a minute. Who cares about Serenity, man? Oh! <gasps> <laughs> not the right room, Matt. Oh, you're not well, the you're right You're going to win Kent back over okay, with that you, one. Do you though. like that he called you Matt, not Dr. Matt, just like I did? <laughs> I've been demoted in my own hey, house. Okay. Do you want to root against him? We can <laughs> yeah, we get can. together. Okay. But no, you but, guys can't sit by each other anymore, and I have a timeout room over there. <laughs> <laughs> but so we was supposed to write it. He was working on Serenity, and then he was writing on the script in 2005. He had he was thinking Charisma Carpenter might be mm-hmm. one of which was. And he was still thinking one. Firefly was good. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> See, this this happens. <laughs> You're totally catching us off guard. And I anyway, love it. after two years, yeah. he, he he said he wasn't going to cast until he got the script finished. By the way, Jake really likes Supernatural, so if you want to yeah, get back on that, that all you want. Yeah. I actually um, like Supernatural. Hey, no. See? <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> but two years later, he couldn't finish the script, and he basically just said, I give up, and left the project. Yeah. So really, we can blame a lot of the movie not happening Delay. on Joss Whedon. Well, and look, okay. I can do that. I feel like if this was made 10 years ago. I, yeah, I think this is the right time. I feel like Steve Trevor would have been the main character and mm-hmm. it would have been him being the anchor with Joss Whedon at the helm. Uh, maybe not with him, but even if yeah. remember Sandra Bullock was meant to be the lead. I remember that in, <laughs> in a movie at the time. Lucy Lawless was approached and, too. and they would have just made her a strange character instead of the main character. Yeah. Just yeah. The early. Kind of I just want to read this character that didn't. Fit. I want to picture each one of these, these actresses as uh, wonder woman. Cause these are the early gossip uh, actresses who are going to play the role. Angelina Jolie, Beyonce, <laughs> uh, Sandra Bullock, Rachel Bilson, uh, Megan Fox, Elijah Dushku, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Elijah Dushku. Right. <laughs> five for <laughs> That's five. That's hilarious, right? Elijah Dushku is like four foot eleven. Li- honestly, out of all of those, Beyonce is the best. No. <laughs> Gross. Totally. Have no, you seen no, her in no, a movie? No, no. It's bad. No. But I, 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 I would do... say Megan Fox or Catherine Zeta-Jones. Megan the best Fox contenders. can't act. She doesn't have to. Okay, well. But I do I do want to talk about the impact of uh, these female characters in these movies because, thankfully, now this is an unavoidable fact for these companies that they have to keep making these movies with the fem- that are female-driven. In fact, so if I may, on the DC side, we have Lois Lane, who's a prominent character, Wonder Woman, Mira, Zatanna, who is going to be in the Justice League Dark, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Batgirl. Meanwhile, on the Marvel side, we have Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, The Wasp, Cap- Captain Marvel, Gamora, Nebula, and Peggy Carter. And so, I mean, it's really, I feel like they're going to keep... We're calling Peggy Carter a superhero. A main character. You said Lois Lane. I I was, well, Lois Lane, come on, she plays a major part. She's not a superhero, though. But a major part in these movies. But you don't make a a movie about Lois Lane unless you have Superman in it. Much like you don't make a movie about Gotham or a TV show about Gotham. He's got a a few few bones to pick, (laughs) as as you've seen. I've never watched Gotham. Don't. Okay. Don't. But... I feel like it is now a race to be seen as inclusive. And honestly, I think it's for the right reasons. Like, I don't need to see a cyborg movie. I don't need to see a right. lot of these movies, but I'm happy. That's racist. Kim. I think I'm mostly Why happy. Why do you want to see a cyborg movie? Because he's not a founding member of the Justice robots. League. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. But I love the fact, maybe I just, I'm happy the fact that Wonder Woman finally got a movie because she's part of the original Trinity. That's true. There you go. I'm with you on that and one she for is. sure. And, and that's the, when you think of the DC Justice League superhero Trinity, it is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And the fact that we've right. got Batman and Superman so many times beforehand and we're finally getting Wonder Woman, I'm like, good. Yeah. Now Aquaman can have a turn. And he's going to. Because <laughs> he's next in line and then Flash. <laughs> I'm so excited about Hawkman. Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Hawk. Whatever happened to Hawkman? Come on, who cares he's, about he's been Hawkman? With, he's been replaced with Cyborg now. You could just be making somebody up. Martian right Manhunter now. is with, replaced by Cyborg. I yeah. actually heard. Mar- <laughs> isn't Martian Manhunter getting his own movie? No. Are you sure? Not yet. They're okay, they're okay with black people and women <laughs> in movies, but they're not okay with green people just yet. Gamora. Well. Uh, Martians. They hate okay. Martians. Okay. <laughs> Attractive Martians if, if are okay. From, well, if they're from another planet, fine, but not those Martians. Right. <laughs> the green Martians. I, no, I, I'm with you, Kenny, and I think that that race could be good. I mean, it'll probably result in a lot of terrible movies because they'll, they'll rush through, but the good stuff will come to the top, and I absolutely agree. Wonder Woman... Um, technically should have had a, a great movie before now, but now is probably the right time for her to have a movie that really shines. And in my opinion, might pull the DC movie industry out of the trash. That would be good because I, I, will, I, just, I will swim in that trash all day long. It's not that I with, dislike with copies gross. of Serenity. It's not. That, it's not that I dislike the characters, but the truth is, I mean, I just don't think the movies have been very, very. Yeah, I've been excited for everyone and let down. It feels like for everyone, and we're going to have, have a, a slumber party. That uh, Wonder Woman's going to be great. I have not seen it, of course. We're, we're sorry to so, say that the three of us have seen it, and you were not invited. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a text here. Actually, hang on. Uh oh. So this oh, text no. is from. Um, so, oh dear. Okay, March twenty fifth. I, I I'm saying. This is March 25th of this year. Oh, of this no. year at 7.09 p.m. Um, <laughs> I like how you give the time. Um, Makes a difference. I, 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 you I'm saying, hey, you know, when does the new, you know, we're talking about when the new Wonder Woman movie comes out, and I'm pretty excited about it, and there's some mention I, about Underoos. And then I said, hey, you know, we ought to go together and preview it and then do a show about Wonder Woman. <laughs> and, and Kenny's response, oh, and wow. I quote, Kenny's oh, response no. please, oh. don't, please don't do this. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, I'll make it happen. Oh, <laughs> March twenty fifth, seven oh nine p.m. Kevin, you know And I say, get ready, grab a Kleenex. Sweet, can't wait, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and you, so Doctor Matt's waiting out on his front porch with his fishing pole for oh, Kit to come by right, right. and take it to Wonder Woman. Every <laughs> other every other weekend, I sat out there for two hours. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Never I realized you had such a terrible opinion about Batman v Superman. I was just going to say this probably. Probably. Now, I will say this though. You don't. What you don't know is I am a tremendously loyal Batman fan. Oh, super loyal. Um, You'll just throw him in the trash. When I wa- and I, I like to say yeah, Superman's boring, but I love Batman. Batman. Was the best Batman. part. Batman. Listen, what what, what okay. is the best part of Batman? Which one Superman? of us has gotten beat up wearing a Batman's costume? <laughs> no, for real. You have? I didn't get beat up, but I probably got punched by my nephew a few times one Halloween when I was wearing the Batman costume. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. I'm wearing, wearing a like Batman 30 costume and he was five. right now. Ow! Um, <laughs> I really punched Joel. <laughs> my mom... Made me the most comprehensive Batman costume 1960s ever. Batman? Well, yeah, 1960s sure. Batman uh, costume, but it would have been, I, you know, it would have been 1976, 77 in there. Right. And I wore it for two Halloweens in a row. Yes. And I remember uh, Fern Drive Elementary School, Fullerton, California, second grade. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Batman costume, got the tights, the whole thing decked out, right? Can we see pictures? I'm really excited. Bum, 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 I wish bum. I had a picture. Um, I'll have to call my mom. Hang on. Um, and, and I'm walking to school and, and, and the kids that went to the Catholic school down the hill chased me to our playground. And I I was worried, A, I was going to be late for school. 
and B, I was going to get beat up. And yes, I did. I started getting beat up. And then my friend Leonard, who should have been in third grade, (laughs) but was in second grade, very large uh, African-American friend of mine came and beat up all three of them. (gasps) It's the truth. This is a true story. He was throwing them off. I was crying, total little wuss. You know, I'm getting pounded on in my Batman costume. This makes me sad. Ripped my tights. The whole deal, and Leonard came in. Boom. That's what we need is we need a Leonard movie. And he was like, don't mess with Batman. <laughs> yeah, Leonard's awesome. And Leonard is the prototype for the Punisher. Ah. He Not killed really. him? He <laughs> murdered him in cold blood? It was the Leonard. 70s, man. Yeah. You could do a lot of things. <laughs> Leonard, if you kill one more kid, we're holding you back again. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Dr. Matt, do you have any other tidbits that you just can't you know, resist sharing well, before we move on to I, review. I do or want to bring up one thing. And this is I don't know. I mean, I just told you a trauma story. And you Both of you just mentioned want to move on. <laughs> we it's like fine. the story. That's, that's <laughs> Jacob's job. He's the heartless one who just wants to keep the show moving. You guys both said this is the right time. This is the right time. Do you, uh, there was a 2011 NBC pilot mm-hmm. starting yeah, Adrian Palecki. Yeah, uh, And it was Sp- Palecki. Palecki's on Supernatural. That's right. Palecki. It was well, she was Julia. Polish, so it yeah. got canceled. <laughs> but they, they made this pilot and uh, people were really excited for it. And then it just didn't happen. And so my question is, do you think you said now is the right time? Do you think the 2011 pilot would have hurt Wonder Woman's reputation? Yes, completely. It was written by David E. Kelly, who did Boston Legal. And oh, that's Ellie one of your favorite Ellie shows, McBill. though. Am I right? Yeah. The costume was ridiculous. Everything seemed cheesy. This was even in the time when Smallville was a semi-successful show on the CW. Mm-hmm. And it, that, didn't, that didn't really ruin Superman as a character. But I feel like Wonder Woman is so like relatively unknown in the media world, other than Linda Carter and comics, that I feel like that would have yeah. put a little sour note. Kind of like Arrow has put a sour note on the Green Arrow movie ever happening. <sighs> Honestly. Mm. With good reason. I, I'm, I'm with Kenny on this one. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's probably all, about time. That's all I wanted to bring. Anything else? Also, bring yes. Um, Wonder Woman is worthy to hold Mjolnir. No, she Ooh. isn't. Yes, she is. Are you ready? She totally is. Mm-hmm. In the 1996 Marvel versus okay, DC all, crossover. I, 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 yeah, so I was going to say she's DC, Marvel, different yeah. rules. So Marvel heroes were against DC heroes. Uh, Wonder Woman was fighting Storm, and Thor was using a battle with Shazam, and he dropped his hammer. Wonder Woman went and grabbed the hammer, picked it right up. Yeah. And then she said, this is unfair, threw the hammer down. And then Storm beat her because she denied the hammer because it was an unfair fight. Why would she... How could Storm possibly beat yeah. Wonder Woman? Well, yeah, Storm is pretty cool, but no, there's no way there's she's no ridiculous. That's basically like in, in our t- hey, tournament of superheroes. Once again, 1990s comics were terrible. They really, they really were bad <laughs> well, in every way. No, they had to do things to get people to oh, read. Yeah. They're they, all their extreme. readership was so down, so that's why they merged They merged superheroes, which was, yeah. I don't know, kind of cool. There was Dark Claw. That was Batman. Man and Wolverine, which is awesome. It was not awesome. It was lame. <laughs> You're telling me if you if you could have the powers of Batman and the claws of Wolverine, you wouldn't do it. I would love it. What does that say about him, Doctor Man? Um, he's sexist. Yep. I so don't know. I here's what I want to know. So the movie is out now, right? Is there going to be a point where... No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> is that what you asked? Do you want to go see it this weekend? It's fine. I can get it's you in right. for free. I have a date Wait, no, with no, my... Wait, no, no, say I can make it happen. That'll make it hey, feel perfect. real. perfect. I can yeah. make it happen. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, I would like to inform I apologize. I'll uh, be seeing it with my daughter. Oh, Thank you very much. I love how we pulled that out on the show. That is oh, awesome. Here's another thing. Speaking of kids... I have a seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and she does not care about any superhero movie. Really? At all. because really? you And care then too I much. said, hey, I went and saw Wonder Woman last night. And she goes, really? She was excited. Oh, yeah, there you go. I could have said I saw Batman, and she'd be like, yeah, you really like Batman. 
Mm-hmm. And then that would just be the end of conversation. She wanted to you see sure, this movie. Dude, and I are said, you sure that she knew you were talking about the movie? Because you just say, I saw Wonder Woman tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was down at the Circle K. Yeah. yeah. So this Charged wondrous five woman. bucks to take a picture with her. Yeah. Right. I was in Vegas. And there well, was you some- know, I think one of the things that I'm constantly reminded of, and I think if I have to be constantly reminded of it in my work, it's, it's no wonder that we forget so easily what it's like to be that age. Right. And you get into late childhood, early adolescence is a tremendous time of physical growth, but also uh, cognitive growth. You start to be able to see the world in a different way and identity development, solidifying this, this person you are, the likes and dislikes. And that's a really important time. It's a time when we do have a lot of hero worship. That's when kids are putting posters on their wall of, of things that are important to them in late end of uh, elementary school, junior high time. It's really important. And so I think that it doesn't surprise me at all that your daughter would tune into right. um, uh, Wonder Woman and she wouldn't necessarily, because Wonder Woman is a great archetypal hero for her. And my daughter, um, I have she's my youngest, and so she's been inundated with the nerd culture here in our household sure. ever since she's been around. Right. But she truly has her very own strong tastes and interests. And, um, you know, we'll go to Comic-Con, we'll do these things. And she's very interested in getting art that has to do with Black Widow mm-hmm. and putting it up and, and identifying with the strength of that character in the movies. And I think that, uh, uh, and we do a lot of comic book reading here at the house. And, and um, I just see you can, and one of the things that's great if there are any parents listening is that you really should be reading comics with your kids. And you can look up what are age appropriate and all that sort of stuff. I just read um, Deadpool to my kids. <laughs> oh, well, oh, no. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, they really like chimichangas. <laughs> because what what you should be doing is not only enjoying the stories with them and getting them to read and all the benefit of that comes with reading comics at a young age, but for sure noticing what they connect with. That's a projection. The psychological aspect of children reading comic books is a projection of their own needs. So you can start to see like, which characters are they identifying with? You know, like Joel's kids identifying with Deadpool. It's a little concerning. (laughs) Sure. Um, They just want to be immortal mutated freaks. What's wrong with that? I remember a time when I was a kid and we had moved and I think I was feeling really powerless. I didn't like the fact that we'd moved from a place I loved to the sticks which turned out to be great love you morgan i i was Morgan's really Burlock. i had i had transferred my interest in star wars tremendously from from like uh the jedi from luke and and ben kenobi to darth vader i loved i was just really into darth vader in a kind of an unhealthy way because i felt so powerless and darth vader is such a big powerful character like right. we hadn't seen him as an old man yet and or um, as a whiny brat as yeah. a whiny brat yet the emo Vader. Hate but, sand. Um, I think that, you know, that would be a great exercise for any parents who want to, you know, who have kids that are really of any age, but especially ages where you'd still read to them and go down, let them, let them peruse some comic books and see what they pick. And then which characters in those books do they really seem to focus on? Do it, you, do you participate in a free comic book day, Dr. Matt? Yeah. I love free comic book day. We just had that. Cause yeah, I was going to say it's the first weekend in May, May. Uh-huh. first Saturday in May. Mm-hmm. You go, you go to the uh, local comic book store right. and I'll, I'll, you can see which ones participated in by going online. Right. 
but your kids can go down and, and they pick out comics. And we've right. done the last couple of years. And my kids will pick out yeah. Yeah. new comics. And get it's to pretty know. cool. It's awesome. And I don't, I mean, if it's okay that I plug my friend's store, go for I'll it. plug it for the following reasons. So my friend Greg Gage owns Black Cat Comics in Sugar House. And I will say that I, I still have this experience. Uh, there are a lot of elitists in every industry. Absolutely. <laughs> and comics are definitely one of those. And there's some comic book places where you walk in and it's like, oh, well, you don't know that. And yeah. it's a superiority trip. Um, it's a good thing politics don't have that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Don't um, download Twitter. <laughs> uh, maybe if we send a Wonder Woman comic to Trump. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, no. We know what he'd do with it. Um, no. So, <laughs> no. So he wouldn't read it is what I meant. <laughs> Obviously, and, that's what he meant. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for backing me up. Fist bump. Jeez. Oh. You guys um, stop being friends. Yeah. <laughs> Bash on something he likes. And we all like all the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Greg has a daughter, and Greg is great to take. I've sent parents there and explain how old their kid is and what some of their interests are, and he will find comic books that are a great fit for your kids. So are you saying the comic book reading is a good psychological evaluation device for parents or absolutely. just something to get them reading? Like both. what's the real? Absolutely both. Um, there's good, real, solid research on the fact that all sorts of uh, comic and graphic novels help in uh, help not only simplify reading so that kids get hooked into reading, but also helps teach them the flow of literature. And very clearly, kids who read comics read a lot as adults. But really, the psychological, because of the archetype, back to the idea of mythology and why we connect with archetypal characters and images in stories, because those are a projection of our own needs. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean you know, you will learn things about your kids when you read and then ask them, which characters did you like? Why did you like them? And just observe who they want to then go in the backyard and play as, Mm -hmm. you know, who do they want to be and all that make believe. Yeah. My my daughter read old man in the sea and she just went in the backyard (laughs) and sat there. She drank some black coffee. (laughs) If I may, I feel like comic book readers and this is going to sound to many it will it is not to many are almost like children that they are not as jaded they really just care about characters it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it is spider-man mm-hmm. if it's wolverine or if it's wonder woman they just want characters written well right in a great series maybe a great arc and it's and jokes in jokes, jokes, jokes there yeah. yeah and in children are the same way they don't really care who it is right they, they just they tap into the to the basic yeah, the hero's help. journey almost yeah exactly and i feel like comic readers kind of like going back to marston like he really wanted one woman to be yes he was pushing this agenda but he kind of saw maybe what was coming 70 80 years down the line he was visionary in that way i agree yeah and so i i just think you know everyone should try to read some comics and no matter what they are i don't have any sons but if i did i would give them like wonder woman rebirth because it's fantastic right and just share everything well, and, out there. And no, it's a great story. You may not realize this, but your local library probably does have a lot of graphic novels mm-hmm. so you can check out. And not we have probably. Done that a lot. Most, most libraries are well stocked. So, with the, with some the libraries kid. are lesser than others, though. I've, okay, I've been to one true. and I was like, you've got nothing here. Nothing. <laughs> I stormed out. Those that's are my true. favorite texts to get from Joel when he's like, which Batman uh, graphic novel should I read right now? I'm like, yay. yay. Yeah. Hush. <laughs> really good. I like Hush. Oh, Hush is great. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Anyway, so... We've danced around Wonder Woman in the movie long enough. I think it's time that we talk the way, about... how do you pronounce her name, the actress who plays Wonder Woman? Uh, oh, don't even ask me. I don't think I... You don't even know her it's, name. It's a trick question. We learned in the last show. Actually, that's another major thing about this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Gal Gadot. No. I just love saying that. No. Gal Gadot. It's Gal. No, it's Gal Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. I listened to it like 12 times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure you did. Yeah. But the thing is, she is uh, almost an unknown actress. She was yeah. in the Fast and Furious movies she and Batman v Superman Universe for five pageant. minutes. 
And all of a sudden she is be she is being put at the front line of this tentpole series. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over a hundred million dollar budget. I Pretty think, crazy. I think she really fits the A lot of people didn't print, think so first. Character, though. I, I mean the way she well, looks, the way it's the lack her of blue demeanor. Eyes. She doesn't have blue eyes, and I'm, I'm holding true. that against her a little bit. Are you yeah. really? Just because Wonder Woman is always that dark hair, blue eye thing. It's the Amazonian look. I don't know. Right. I'm sure it's not always been that way. Grab, grab that. Grab that. Here we go. Oh, let's yeah. See. Let's look. What color her eyes? There you go. What color? Blue. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Even the black looks blue in that page. Anglo. The anglifying of <laughs> our character. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so... Is it time? Are we getting to the review? It's time. Yes. Yeah. So let's I'm get into it. I'm excited to talk about so, it. So uh, the first, and don't you don't have to turn it off yet, because the first little bit is going to be spoiler-free. We'll just give our impressions and thoughts and feelings. We'll then go into a spoiler-full review, where we will talk <laughs> about anything we want uh, about the movie and not worry about it. So, Dr. Matt, if you need to leave at that time, let's let us know, because we don't want to spoil anything for you. It's fine. Sorry. Spoiler alert. He also no, lives I'm going to sit here and sulk, because it's my kitchen. Yes. And I didn't take you to the movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's true. It's okay, buddy. All right. So who, wa- who wants to go first? Jacob, do you want to go first since it's freshest on your mind? Sure, sure. I'll go first. So general impression, spoiler free. General impression, spoiler free. So Kent, Kent didn't bring me either on Tuesday. <laughs> so unbelievable. <laughs> you and I right here, fist bump. Yeah. Yeah, boom. Oh, I got a real one. I actually left him waiting at the corner. So yeah, I was happen. I was outside the theater. Like Kent, you're supposed to meet me. Um, <laughs> so no, I just saw it tonight. I just saw it. In, you know, I left the theater just over an hour ago or something. So on it, I was actually processing while you guys were talking. I was processing like I don't even have a letter grade in my head yet. But I've, I've, I think I've got it whittled down. The did, movie, you, did you see it by yourself or did you take your wife with you? No, just by myself. She couldn't come. So, In fact, if I may, give yeah. a little summary All right, real quick. This movie actually takes it previous to the 1940s origin because I think they wanted to get away from Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. And so they put her back in. Well, they, there's a previous story and everything, but it's World, World War, War One. Right. Was it World War Two before, like in the other no, writing? It was. Well, in the other writing, yes, but they moved her back to World War One. I mean, she was, her, her, her character was was developed at the height of our involvement of right. World War II. Which makes sense. And, yeah. So. Yeah, that 41, yeah. So Steve Trevor is a spy mm-hmm. working for the British military. He crash lands on Themyscira. And he's an American, though, right? He's an American. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, he's just trying to get back to the war front. He's got some important information, and she is the one tasked to bring him back, and she has her own plan in mind. Da-na-na-na. Every time I hear her, the yeah. guitar. Every you know, that time. was on the Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Let's so this, talk about that ugh, instead. Yeah. I love that. This was not. I a, know him from work. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a perfect movie, but this was, I'm going to say, a refreshing sort of hopeful turn for DC. But <sighs> it's hard to go first without so, just saying what it does for the DC movie. Say something about the movie itself. So yeah. the thing about the movie is it, it's like one go, go into this movie in a vacuum. Wonder Woman colon the coming of age of Diana Prince or Wonder Woman colon this will do. Um, or uh, <laughs> it's surprising you didn't go with any of those names. <laughs> <laughs> or what's another one? I don't know. I feel I feel like there's actually a few of these things that the the movie gets the job done. I, here's here's and, and just so you know, Matt. Uh, Jake is the one who's most jaded about the superhero movie. For, I'm the, the, the most exhaustion. jaded though. You you have the most exhaustion. I have more exhaustion than you do. Ac- absolutely, Joel. Mm. I'm just every happy single. To, I'm just happy to be in the middle here and be even keeled on both Marvel and DC. Yeah, the DC hater, Marvel hater is what we're going with here, Dr. Well, Matt, that's just so. because of Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. 
That's I mean, it. Just because they're terrible. Yeah, they were just terrible. Hey, are you listening? You're just reading comics. <laughs> 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 I'm actually, I'm just just comics. I don't. Uh, right, I'm just gonna pipe in to say something snarky. All right, I want to spoil episode number two seventy seven <laughs> of Wonder Woman She's versus fighting. Snake oh, no. Cobra. So I I would say that I mean the direction. Here's some amazing things that it did. Right, is there was a strong female lead, uh, Gal Gadot. Godot. 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 I'm like, that's the wrong O. He's going to show us the blue. Wait, those like red, look orange. Like she, hazel or that, looking at super, or super, super orange. Wonder Woman's eyes in the she comic. kind of bronze. I can't even tell. That's her rage eyes. Yeah. Oh, the rage eyes. So, <laughs> sorry, Dr. Matt showing his pictures while this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it does a real strong, like she is Gal Gadot. She's charming. She pulls it. She pulls it together. Chris Pine also does a really good job. Um, there's there's no getting around that. Does he ever say Starlog? <laughs> <laughs> I wish he did. Um, have you seen Hell or High Water? No. Oh, you should. You need he, to. he actually is one. acting in that. Like it's that's fantastic, and that's a good movie too. Back to Blue. blue oh, those eyes. are Blue. Those no, are Blue. Yeah, blue eyes. Yep. He's, He's showing us more pictures. Love eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So 30 minutes later, obviously I'm still being, I'm still developing some of my thoughts here, but Apparently. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So yes, please do. I'm going to give it a B plus and that's oh, partly joining the Star Wars <laughs> fan club. <laughs> joining the Star Wars fan club. Nice. Check that out. Oh, come on. Do you think they'll still let me I'm join? surprised that's still in the book because I, you didn't cut that out and send it in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you think I'm not a member of the Star Wars fan club? <laughs> he is. I need a coupon for that. Speaking so of good B+. movies. All right. So I'm Wonder Woman. B plus. Is that the highest rating you've given any of these Marvel movies? It's the highest Marvel movies. Or excuse me, DC movies. Whoa, time Sorry. out. Sorry. Time out for Joel. Oh. Actually, that's about true too. I don't know of any Marvel I don't think, um, I don't think in, you have in recent in, history. It doesn't sound in like you like it that much though. In Bacon Cell history, because you said that'll do and then you give it a B plus. That's why I'm curious. Well, here's here's why. Is I think if we're making him talk longer. If DC oh, yeah, had had a, a run of fantastic movies, this would have been a B. But the fact that it's a step up from the things I've been experiencing makes it a B plus. Like it's just, it's just the culture. It's the context. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to, I want to, I want to give it a bigger pat on the back for doing a little bit better. And it does kind of say, screw you, the rest of the universe and the way you're pacing things and the way you're doing things, we're going to do it kind of our own way. And it's this strong feminine approach and it works. And yes, I actually yawned a couple times, but I never, it was the most delightful yawning I've ever done through a movie. <laughs> I should put that on the poster. On. That's can, the other can colon. Can I hear a delightful yawn from Jake? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. All right. Can no, you let me, I want to ask him a quick question. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I typically love the aesthetic of the World War One era. Do they pull that off visually? Does it look good? Does it feel like you're in that time? Actually, no. I don't, I don't feel you like don't it's really so? strong. It's, okay. it's modest. Like I, I feel like it, it feels this is another one that just kind of gets the job. Generic done. war. Generic. Yeah. It okay. feels generic. I mean, they have the, like the, the trenches in the foxhole. They basically made like one trench and they were like, this will represent the trenches. Okay. And they're yeah. like, yeah, we haven't moved a mile in a year, but you know, like this is world war one. No, I, I think it, it doesn't really settle into I think that. You'll aesthetic. Be pleased, though. Okay. I think, I okay. think okay. I'm pleased with, with right. that, with that aspect of it. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Can you want to go next? You want me to go next? You go. Miko. I think it would be very easy to pick apart this movie. There are many, 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 many things that it did it that was. was very, very cliched from other movies. You get kind of the standard origin story. You can kind of guess where everything's going. It's like, oh, she's going to do this, and it's going to turn out to be like this, and then he's going to do this, and it's going to be awkward. And That's the source of the yawns, by the way. It's just kind of the same old, and they also they put it in a frame story, which wasn't necessary, but I understand why they did it, because they're trying to tie it in. What do you mean a frame story? Meaning that it's all uh, well, they're really spoiler, right at the beginning and ending. Oh, right. yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it yeah, frames yeah. the story in another story, right? And it was flashback within a flashback within a flashback. At one point, I was counting, but uh, like I said, this would be very, very easy to pick apart. 
but I didn't want to pick it apart. <laughs> yeah. Like I was enjoying it to the point hmm. where I'm like, I can forgive that. And this bothers me, but I'm okay with that. Or this doesn't really make sense, but that's fine. And maybe this is because Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot is so charming in her role and hmm. does such a good job that you really do feel like she is this Amazonian warrior. And I totally bought into that. And mm-hmm. I thought she was, I think she, they got her right I think maybe the movie surrounding her uh, wasn't, or the characters in the movie surrounding her wasn't as strong as it could have been because it was very generic superhero origin story. But I will say that uh, Suicide Squad, I think, landed at like two and a half, three stars for me. Hmm. Uh, Batman v Superman was three stars. This is three and a half. Okay. This is better than the other two. I feel, and I, I would give it a B minus, actually. B minus. That's pretty hard. Do you think yeah. there was anything more to you? enjoying like being able to overcome the things you didn't like besides the fact that she was charming i mean was anything about i well yeah and and we can get to this more in the spoiler thing but i feel like they were able to they enjoyed themselves while making the film as opposed to being very serious and which i think has been one of the things that you didn't feel like anybody was having a good time in batman versus superman no it was like they had it's like they were showing up to work when it's the end of the world i mean just it's like you want to just i'm talking about the actors is they're showing up that seemed like they were punching a clock in batman v superman sure whereas in this one i think they were hanging out after and having a great time yeah okay well and they're probably saying we're doing something kind of important here too yeah i really think they were doing something important so uh and b minus and that's the highest i've given of this string this recent string of movies although i will also say man of steel upon second viewing might be three and a half as well. It, okay. it, it probably so should be. B it minus should be. Film, yeah. Okay. So that's me. B minus. You said B plus. B plus. And I'm with you, Joel. Like a lot of those comments. And I can get into this when we get into spoiler territory. Then we can say the pick apart things because I do have several. Yeah. Okay. So this movie does so much right that you forgive what it does wrong. That's what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. Right. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Matt, I'm going to talk to you directly with this review. Yeah. This is a very. Ref- you're going to see this as a very refreshing movie. This Good. movie doesn't jump out of sequence, really. There are flashbacks, but they happen like right at the beginning, okay. and then you're in the movie. It doesn't jump around like Man of Steel did or Batman v Superman with multiple plot lines. It's a point A, B, C movie. Okay, I like that. It's, so it's, it's, it's more linear. It's, it's, it's honestly very simple for yeah. even the Marvel crowd that they can follow. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, no, it's very, you know, it's a straight line. Yeah, okay. that's terrible. Well, I like that. That's actually. terrible to say, and, and I like that. For it's so not simple. To get Marvel followers can. I know. I say it. that with with half joke, but no, really. I mean, like it is, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and I I I think I actually like that because um, I felt like they were trying to go for some artistic latitude on some of the other. Um, is that the ice? And it's the, the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ice. Jake's drinking um, again. <laughs> they, they, Sorry, they, guys. they wanted some artistic. Uh, flair in the other movies that that um they didn't pull off and i'm glad to hear that because i think that it's a great story um to to tell and here's what i'm gonna say i truly appreciated the humor in this movie because it didn't there was no reliance on pop culture because it's world war one i don't do i remember humor there was a little no there was there was i actually laughed a lot well in the previews it looks like his assistant kind of he left more yeah and a candy has always been the comic relief even in the comics but they pulled the the humor off in this movie because diana prince is pretty naive Uh she is uh there to find a war god Uh and chris pine is just like 
there's a there's a war happening. Like I don't know what's going on with your mythology. Like we just need to do this. Right. And could you put, put your clothes back on? Yeah. Like and it just works because she's naive, but she's so noble. He, that's actually so not just the, the movie. He's just telling Matt to put his clothes back on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, put your clothes back. It's on. my house. But she's so noble <laughs> that you're just like, yeah, I'm totally behind her. Like do this, cool. yeah, yeah. beat everyone, and then everyone's trying to hold her back. Well, Can't how, don't go to the story. Yeah, and you're getting a little into this about kind of enjoying it. I think people. I found myself just being hopeful and excited about this movie. I think people really uh, you have are right rooting for you have a right great to Wonder be. Woman character and movie. And yeah. this is one of the best comic book origin movies I have ever seen. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. All right, Kent, let's hear it. A minus. Wow. Should we're be not, no surprise. I was okay. going to say, we're, I mean, we would have the, the biggest difference, but even then, B, B minus to A minus. And yeah, I think B minus is a bit harsh. Like, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, but, I'm sure it is. This coming from the guy who just on, said Joel. it's so simple. Marvel followers can enjoy it. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, Gar- harsh. Guardians two to get a C minus, <laughs> but this is a must see. Okay. Yeah, we're like, gonna be absolutely. It. I am so happy that they pulled it off. And this was my number three movie of the year, and I, I just for good reason. And I'm glad it paid off. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And Do I, we want to go to spoilers? I hate to ruin this for Matt. No, no, no we're fine. Well, we'll go go like mild spoilers. Mild spoilers. That's what I'm saying. So let's get into yeah, that. Ready? Don't, don't Jake, worry go ahead about and me. sing us in. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't right, Like, that's what I do. Spoilers. Spoilers. Did you say mild spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> mild spoilers. Not spicy. Not spicy. Mild. Okay, so we're into the spoiler territory now. We will talk about some spoilers. We're not going to get too spoilery because Matt is in the room. Um, How do you get somewhat spoilery? Uh, spoiler alert, uh, Wonder Woman wins. So there oh. you go. That's, I, I will okay. say the third act is a bit clunky. Yeah, is it? Which it is, is why the movie is it so good up until bit. then. And it kind of goes a little CG heavy, not as much as the previous any okay. any other superhero movie. But it, when it happens, the movie is so like simple and nice that you're like, ah, ah I could have gone for a more simple battle, actually. Yeah, the climactic ending is really what brought it down from an A minus to a B plus. I will me. say I like the fight okay. scenes though. The they fight were scenes were very cool because they weren't no, they were cuts. Good. They were more artistic. But those there weren't the climactic fight scenes, type fights. Was, was there any Red Baron action? Uh, no, there's uh, no. Fighter actually, route, yes, Chris Pine in one scene does. He's a pilot, but he yeah. flies a biplane. Oh, that's true. And a lot of people die. A lot of people die in this movie, yeah. but it's not bloody. Like they're okay. stabbing. Right. Like I remember, there's a part when a spear goes or a sword goes through someone, and there's and still there's no, no blood. blood on I noticed it. that I went, too. I noticed that too. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's it's almost like they were trying to appeal, like if younger girls or like yeah, young teens okay. or whatever were going to see this movie, they're like, but it's kind of okay. One of my favorite gotcha. things about this movie was the fact, and this is a pet peeve of mine. So that, not favorite things. You're no, being no, no, sarcastic. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh, okay. one, this is a real thing because my one of my big, biggest pet peeves is the new trend they have in superheroes of, oh, I can't kill this bad guy, even though they're going to kill millions of other people. Right. I could never kill them. Yeah. No. Wonder Woman's like, stab. <laughs> Bless yeah. you. Dead. Bless you, Wonder Woman, for yes. being willing to kill. And I went, thank you. And there, there was one part where she was conflicted with killing someone. And I went, don't do it. Just they're going to kill more people. And she didn't. And I kind of went, ah, well, now she's going to go off and kill other people. This other person. Yeah. My prediction for this is that there will be, because there's not currently a Wonder Woman 2 slated in DC schedule. Oh, really? This one is being so critically well-received that they have to fast-track this. They need to get Patty Jenkins back on board Mm -hmm. for the sequel. She directed this one. Wait, do you think they should bring her back? Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's risky to bring back the same director. Risky? Yeah, risky. She was an indie director. Monster, the movie she made before, made $8 million. And now... There's this movie that they gave her, this tentpole movie. Like, this risk paid off yeah, in a big, that. big I way. That. That's well, so much fine, better than going with this, the well-established directors who which tend is good. to just give but you I also, what you I mean, expect. look at Harry right. Potter movies. Like, I, I enjoy Christopher Columbus's take, but then when Alfonso Cuarón took over... 
the movies became something different and it was awesome. I agree. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily need Patty Jenkins back, but I do agree. She needs a sequel because there's so much yeah. more story to tell between what we saw and what Batman v Superman was. Because it starts out with her getting the picture that mm. Bruce Wayne found in Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah, She yeah. looks at it and then the entire movie is a flashback of what led up to that picture. And then it goes back to her at the end and she puts the picture in the case is like... All you need is love, Bruce. Good times. All you need is love. This, Did they play it, that song? You guys will agree with this. Even I, who loves Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, I want her be, to be the leader of the Justice League at this point. Don't you? Well, wouldn't since, that be so since great? Superman doesn't cool. want to be the leader because he's always yeah. frowning. He's dead. Yeah. Also dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like anyone believes dead. that. Like Roger Ebert. Oh, stop. Not again. <laughs> Not again. But I, one of the things that I, I talked about, like things I could pick apart, and this is what you brought up is like, oh, the mm-hmm. fish out of water story. It was so awesome. And I leaned over to, what did I say during the middle of? Do you remember what I said during the middle I of? I didn't listen to you, and that's why I'm not bringing you to Dunkirk. So Because <laughs> you didn't listen to me? Like Joel tries to talk to me and distract me from the You enjoyment. talked to me like 12 times during that movie, during Wonder Woman. What did I say? I don't, I don't listen to you. <laughs> and that's why I am going to Dunkirk. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, do you I'm know what sure actually? Dunkirk hey. is a real chatty movie. <laughs> Dr. Matt, yeah. do you know what I said to wow, Joel? Well, got strafed and killed again. While we were there, I said, this is what I said to you, Joel. I wish Dr. Matt were here right now instead of you. <laughs> he didn't. Actually, I said, hey, I'm like, do you feel that seat chocolate? By the way, oh, Joel yes. sat down. So, okay, Century 16. <laughs> oh, yeah? Century 16, where we had the movie not, not work. the movie at all. Where the 3D didn't work. This time, there was a stripe of melted chocolate Why right up the middle of the there? seat you that I wanted to You call it stripe, but it's right in the stripe, uh, as yes. you well know. Uh, and so we again had to go get someone to clean it up. So here's the thing. Uh, Joel's about to sit down. I'm like, Joel, Joel, don't sit down. And I touched it with my finger and smelled it. And I was like, because he's a dad. That could have been anything. Why yeah. did you do it? I don't Except for there are M&M chunks in there. So, oh, I mean, okay. maybe. Oh. <laughs> this is the worst that parenting story. Anyway, so that, that, I don't know. What, I shouldn't have mentioned the theater by name, but we need to bleep that out. Yeah. But, but uh, every time we go there, there always seems to be something. Right. Anyway, at, at one point, one woman, uh, they give her some ice cream and she tastes it. And she's like, oh, this, what is this ice cream? This is very good. You should be very proud oh. of this. And I leaned over to Kent and I said, are we watching Thor right now? Because this feels like <laughs> Thor. Because that's the whole, this is all This is all new to me. I don't understand this. And I don't understand. And I'm not, I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how you can hate on Thor and like Wonder Woman actually, for doing the exact I, can same I, thing. Can I answer for Kent sure. here? They both have long flowing hair. They, they both are fish <laughs> out of water. No, here's, here's why. In, in Wonder gods. Woman, they cut both it short, wars. right? In Marvel, they linger on that joke. Like and he Kat says Dennings the joke. And what? And Cat Dennings is there. Anyways, continue. Okay. And Wonder yeah. Woman, like, yeah, you said back to me, "Where's Cat Dennings?" Did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you didn't. He's punching me. That, I, was it? Was that a punch? <laughs> that like, wasn't because he moved me in my arm. <laughs> some weird slapping happening. Yeah. Anyway, like, so no, in Wonder Woman, all she goes is like, "Oh, this is very good. You deserve an award for this or whatever," and then right. goes on her way. Like, it's that fast. But well, that's right? smart. That's and a smart way. That's actually, yeah, I, didn't, exactly. I didn't have a problem with it, but it's just that Kent gets so annoyed with stuff like that, and I'm like, "We've seen this no, before." So do I. I get annoyed. Can I tell you why? There was no gravity in Thor. They were in a New Mexico ghost town, and a big robot showed up, and it was just humor the entire time. And it's three people showed matter up. in small towns. Is what you're saying? World yeah. War One. I. I mean, she was there. To rescue mankind, and yes, she Which, didn't really know what she was doing at the point. I'm trying to figure out how it was that simple not make and it was news. good writing. How did she not make the news back then? Oh, it's true. I mean, if you want to look at that, like let's I, poke I, holes in superhero movies. No, no, but, I'm not poking holes, but I kind of went, "How are they going to change this?" And they did kind of clear up one sure. group of people. Yeah, that I kind of went, "Okay, they wouldn't go tell the tale," but other people. And the battle scene was a lot of fun. Like that yes. was the moment when I went, "I am in." Like this is a good movie. Awesome. Uh, at the World War Two, at the World War One battle, mm-hmm. 
But then you get the other things where it's like the ragtag group of friends getting together and, and being no, a team. Like, well, here's the other thing, too, is they were kind of shoehorning in like uh, minorities and like there's a Native American guy who's over there for the, chief who's called chief who's talking about how the Americans took away his his people and his culture. And I wonder, and like, it, why is this part of the comics, then, though? Like, then why, again, how did this, like, yeah, why is I mean, this Yeah, no, there is the group. It is It is kind of funny because then again, it's us looking back at that time. And yes, yeah. they probably shouldn't include a Native American character named Chief. Well, no, it's, but the, it's got, us. That probably happened in World War One, and they, they were all yeah. a little bit racist. Not a little, but yeah. A, a lot <laughs> a bit racist. And we yeah. look at it from our scope like, well, that's really offensive. And, you know, yeah. why is that guy? Well, I mean, you got, you got, why is that guy wearing a fez? You, you know, got that the, sort of thing. You got, you got the Indian, you got the Scotsman, and then you got Samir. Uh, he's like French. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's from somewhere in that area, but it's like they're all kind of stereotypes. But I mean, it's okay to make fun of the French, right? I mean, that's <laughs> Absolutely. Still that's fine. Yeah. Nobody has a problem with that. Yeah. All this said, I mean, unless you guys want to get further into spoilers. Well, that's what I want to ask. Can sure. we talk about there's there's sort of a weak villain thing that happens mm. and I don't know how spoilery that is. Well, uh, I won't get into too much of the spoilers, but I will say as soon as they introduce the actor, I kind of went, well, they're going to have a bigger role than that. And right. it's like, for, for me, it's meant to be a twist. I'll just say now it's not a twist. If it's you've no. seen a movie okay. before, it's not yes. a twist. It's one, not a twist, well, and, and two, not very effective. And even there's mm. there's a whole thing, there's a whole... Is it Sean Connery? No. Oh, if only. That would be great. <laughs> it's his character from League of Extraordinary but Gentlemen. Yes. Dr. Matt, tell me, tell me if this fits that archetype structure that we talked about before, Alan where you have this person <laughs> who doesn't understand who they are, and, it, and everyone hides it from them, but they kind of hint to it, like, we'll tell you later, we'll tell you later, we'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows kind of what they are mm-hmm. in the audience. But then when they reveal it, it's like, oh, it's supposed to be this big reveal. And I went, and no, it's always the bad guy. who reveals We knew that it. the whole time. Yeah. What yeah. was your question? <laughs> my question is. <laughs> I was thinking about Alan Quartermain. So. Yeah. <laughs> my question is, that sounds very familiar, right? Because that's the archetype. And that's exactly what happens in this movie. Yeah. No, exactly. Like the, the secret identity. Is that what you're after there? Well, just the fact that like. You're just asking Di- if it's Diana part of the archetype. Not, well, because Diana doesn't know her true potential and they oh, hide it from yeah, her. Gotcha, 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 and they're gotcha, on the gotcha. island saying, we'll tell you. I, I don't want to yeah. explain everything to you. Right. And that's what, one of my biggest right. pet peeves in movies is when they they don't explain yeah. something for no reason. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't. I, we well, don't it's have almost to like we're now. going to protect you by not telling you this yeah. information. Yeah. And it's just been done so many times. For example, like any Harry Potter movie, yes. Dumbledore never tells Harry. Well, but that's that part of the hero's journey. So like if you go back and you Google search the hero's journey. Um, that's something that is an essential part of it because it's it's the it's our own personal life quest. So if you if you right. look at the mythology of the hero's journey, it's a reflection of all of us in our life. And so we all start off as these young kids, and we want we have most people have this kind of underlying hope, desire that that you're special, that there's something about you that's hidden. You look like everybody else. You. You know, you're not really any better than any of the other kids in school and all of that. And and you kind of hope, maybe I'm different, maybe I'm special. And that's that potentiality that you want to develop right. as you get older. And so when you look at the hero's journey or, or, or superhero origin movies, it's almost always the fact that they're kind of a regular person well, and then something happens and then... You know, and, they and, find out, you know, and I don't want to spoil it though, mm-hmm. but, and that's just, is like, like, we're in the spoiler territory, but I don't want to spoil it too much for Matt. Yeah. Dr. Matt, yes. we're, we're back to being friends now. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, I just feel like it would have been a stronger movie if they wouldn't have played that card and just yeah. let her know at the beginning where it's, she was so that look, she would feel more compelled to leave. It's actually correct character writing. It's just a crutch at this point yes. because yeah. they, for a character arc to develop, there needs to be a lie yeah. that the character believes or doesn't know about that is revealed near the that's end. part of the journey sure. is discovering. I just that. think they could have done with discovering it. It would who have been you a stronger are. Yeah. movie without the 
alleged twists. What like about? I think they could have done a better job. See, about I, what they actually did from the Golden and Silver Ages, they combined the origin. So mm-hmm. she's like, I'm made out of clay, but am I really? Mm-hmm. This is what I was told. And they combined because at one point mm-hmm. she actually was made out of clay. Right. And yes, another point, she was, she was created by Zeus. Yes. Right. And so what they do is they combine that and to make it actually, I think, a pretty solid origin and a memorable one. Well, as well. By the way, in actual Greek mythology, uh, I can't ever say her name, Hippotala, yeah. Hippotala, her, Diana's mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually the daughter of Ares in the right. so in it's Greek grandfather. mythology. Ares. Yeah. Ares. Okay. That would it, almost work better mythology. if it was her she, grandfather. She, she would have, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought it was a weird yeah, change. That's... Anyway, so I, I, let's think is, I could pick this apart. I, in, like, humor, did they really need to spend that long on the naked scene where he's like, oh, I'm naked and... Oh, are you an average man? Yes, I am. Above average. And I kept going with this scene for a while, and I went, let's move it but along. We, we got the funny. joke. Come on. It is, but then it, like, it it's, works. It's that it, kind of humor where I kind of went, fan. eh. I mean, Kenny what about the boat? Did you like the boat right conversation? The boat scene? No, the boat scene was good. Great. Okay. Boat scene. It was good. Yeah. Like, that was top tier stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. the thing is, like, but they had fun with it, and I liked that, that they could enjoy themselves. Matt, I can't wait for you to see this movie. I'm excited. I no, will I'm be excited. seeing it again this weekend, actually. Okay. Well, I'll... Um, Maybe we, see you there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy my own ticket, but... Make it happen, Ken. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. I'll share I am my so sorry. with you. Do you guys like the casting? Yes. Anything you would change? I would get rid of the ragtag crew. I mean, I don't know if that's comic origin or not, but... Well, that's characters, really, more than casting. I guess, but it just seemed they were so... So ragtag, where it's like this mm-hmm. person from this per- there, this person this era. Mm-hmm. No one really brought anything amazing to the table. Like they were mm-hmm. really good at what they did. So the, that's kind of like mirroring the, the like Captain a, America right. ragtag team. Right. Is that what you're saying? And that's why I just felt so familiar. If I, if I wanted anything more, it's more time on Themyscira. Because, like yeah. for example, Robin Wright really? is such a cool character. She is. I thought she was going to be more. Everything just kind of ends, and then mm-hmm. they leave. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Show me more of this. Because it's almost like... If we're going to say like fish out of water stories, Thor, yeah. when they leave Asgard way too quickly. And I would say the same for uh, uh, Man of Steel. Sure. I, I want the Krypton more. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. That was Absolutely. the best part of the movie. And really. I think I agree with Kent here where I think that even going back to Themyscira after and I mean, this is going to Geekville and I'm sorry, but we are much there. like the hobbits going back to Hobbiton and mm. finding yes. they're different. Right. Her going back to the mascara and realizing how different she was now that she's yeah. had that experience, and then even bringing that up to the rest of the people she can't there. Go back, and that's the point of she the hero's journey. Back. You're never, you're not the same. You've right. grown. Yeah, yeah. That's what I actually love about Frodo's story. Man, we could do a whole show on Frodo's story. <laughs> yeah, that Frodo did not belong anymore. Right, he yeah. didn't. He had, he had changed. Okay, too much. we've geeked out enough. Is okay, there anything sorry. else you want to say about Wonder Woman yeah. before we wrap this puppy up? Loved it. I'm going to see it again. And please go support this movie so they make more mm-hmm. female-driven superhero movies. Sorry, that's I'm getting on my agenda chain. Train give, right there, but I, I'd like to give my review. I give my anticipation. Okay, okay. an A plus. There you go. <laughs> that's a high score for anticipation. Oh well, you don't know me. <laughs> What about you guys? Anything else? I, I'm actually, I'm glad they made this movie. I, I think this is a good addition, and I hope, I hope they are able to take from this lessons to bring into the future DC movies in the sense of just enjoying the movie more than trying to be Nolan again. I will say from the point of view of the only person who hasn't seen the movie, <clears throat> um, what is hopeful, the reason I'm giving my anticipation an A+, is actually because you guys all have legitimate criticisms of the movie, but you're all very positive about it. You, those yeah. those things mm-hmm. didn't wreck yeah. the movie for you. You still really enjoyed it. To me, that's what I've always hoped the DC movies would bring, and well, they haven't. Well, and, and I do I give a lot of uh, props to Gal Gadot because of her performance, but also I thought Chris Pine did good, too. He really yeah, did. Cool. I thought he did a great job as a second banana. He never tried to kind of be the upstage 
person. Good. good. He just enjoyed his role. Yeah, good. Is there All another, right. like, naked scene reference there or something? <laughs> All this said, Dr. Matt, will you please tell us where to find you and... Oh, um, here's my address. Here's the thing. You're going to have a lot of people, you're going to have a lot of people calling you being like, can we just talk about comics? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm at the university of Utah. Uh, right now my website isn't up. You can email me at dr matt woolley, M A T T W O O L L E Y at gmail.com. Email me anything you want. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Sure. Well, thank you for being here, Dr. Matt. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my review of Wonder Woman, it's at ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Also find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. And also go check out our store, uh, gumroad.com slash Bacon Sale. So until next time, what? I ruined it. You did ruin it. <laughs> and we have a special guest today. Yay! Soil of yeah. man's heart is stonier. Yeah, that was my kid's college fun. Share the spoon. No, I got my own spoon. Because you guys are gross. Wonder Woman! <laughs> kind of like a, a better version of your dad. Okay. Right? Uh, sorry, Dad. Hey, Mom. I, what are you doing? Can you take me to therapy? Back then, everyone was racist and bigot. Yeah, but the Bat family's different because they're all ninjas. Bat Is it Man family. Bat? Man oh. Bat. Well, I thought she was with you. <laughs> I'm being funny in a DC movie. And we all know how canon Super Friends is. I'm still waiting for the first Mormon superhero. That's what I'm waiting for. I'll be really unpopular for a minute. Who cares about Serenity? (gasps) (laughs) Not the right room, Matt. You're not the right room. You're going to win. Honestly, out of all of those, Beyonce's the best. Megan Fox can't act. She doesn't have to. Okay. Good. Now Aquaman can have a turn. If they're from another planet, fine, but not those Martians. <laughs> right. The green Martians. I'm Perfect. <laughs> Wait. I'll make it happen. Sweet. Can't wait, buddy. That's <laughs> Jacob's job. He's the heartless one who just wants to keep the show moving. What does that say about him, Dr. Matt? <laughs> um, he's sexist. You know, like Joel's kids identifying with Deadpool, it's a little concerning. They just want to be a look at their mortal mutated freaks. What's yeah. wrong with that? That's her rage eyes. No, yeah. the rage eyes. It was the most delightful yawning I've ever done through a movie. <laughs> Put your clothes back on. He's dead. Yeah. Also dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone believes yeah. that. Like Roger Ebert. Some weird slapping happening. Yeah. But I mean, it's okay to make fun of the French, right? I mean, that's <laughs> Absolutely. Still that's fine. Yeah, nobody has a problem with that. For Matt. Yeah. Dr. Matt. We're back to being friends now. Yeah. Leonard, if you kill one more kid, we're holding you back again. <laughs> <laughs>